When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to From Complex to Queens, Amazing Happens Modern Podcast. I'm Steve Seifer, and I'm joined this week by Lucas Lajos and Ken Levin and Thomas Henderson. How are you guys doing? Boy, I'm glad that insert team and edit later won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I know, right? Like, that was that was a crazy game yesterday, right? Uh-huh. I mean, obviously, it's a baseball podcast, not a football one, so we're going to leave it at that. That's the end of our Super Bowl content. Uh, football, want... fucking football, god <laughs> damn it. Insert the Juan Uribe quote here. <laughs> if you want more coverage of the Super Bowl, you can check out our our uh, football community, Cincy Jungle, which is the Bengals one, and Turf Showtimes, which is the Rams community. But regardless of all the stuff that I want, that, that, that happened in the game yesterday, um, obviously the, the greatest individual play in Super Bowl history is that Eli threw out a Tyree in 2007. Right, Lucas? <laughs> uh, I mean, I should be annoyed by this, but I just don't care about football enough. I'm like, mm. yeah, that sucked. I was a Patriot fan. I don't care. <laughs> football has always been just a distraction until baseball starts again for me. Exactly. Same, same. But in honor of the Super Bowl happening, um, what is... And, of course, you know, Eli to Tyree. What individual World Series plays are we going to promote, extend, or trade? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So, and I tried to be very diverse here because, I mean, it's like, well, three walk-off home runs, like, well, whatever. 
Um, so, first one up is Game 1 of the 1954 World Series, Giants versus Indians, and the Willie Mays catch. So that's a defensive highlight right there. Uh-huh. Next is Game 1 of the 1988 Dodgers versus A Series, Kirk Gibson's walk-off homer. So there's Fuck some... Kirk Gibson. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> so Should have been some, the Mets. Should have been the Mets. Some uh, walk-off heroics there. And last is Game 5 of the 1954 Yankees vs. Dodgers series. Don Larson strikes out Dale Mitchell on a weak check swing to end the uh, no-hitter. Oh, the Willie Mays one. Is, that's still the only no-hitter in uh, World Series history, correct? Yeah, Roy Halladay threw one in, like, the CS. However no, he threw it in the wild card round, I thought, against oh, the was Reds. It? Yeah. It was really early in the playoffs. I think, I'm pretty sure it was like the first game of the playoffs, and Doc Halliday just showed up like, no. Nah, that was stupid like nah. that. <laughs> You're not going on, sorry. Nope. No, we're not doing this. Uh, fuck Kirk Gibson, so trade. Uh, promote the no-hitter and extend the – got to extend the Willie Mace catch, right? Right. That's what I did. Yeah, same. I think I'm extending the no-hitter, guys. Like – Throwing wow. a no hitter in a in a World Series game is nuts. So the like, thing is, uh, and like Don Larson wasn't even he didn't even have it like that. Like he was a good player, but like Willie Willie Mays was like an amazing player doing an amazing thing, right? Mm-hmm. But Don Larson is like that's baseball, dude. That's like yeah. that's like the the kind of journeyman. Like he wasn't always a Yankee. He kind of bounced around, and he was a good pitcher. Throwing a no hitter in a World Series game, like. Could you imagine if he got like, lit up in like game two or game three, whichever one that he played prior? So yeah, like it's just to me like that's such an amazing feat because that's the other best team. Like, like you, it was a perfect game. Apparently, it was a perfect game, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So even then, it, like to to do it to pitch a perfect game, which is like one of the rarest feats in the sport, anyway, and then to do it on that stage against a team that is good enough to be in a, in a world series. Cause even if they're not like, you know how sometimes teams who are not the best don't make it, but every team that makes a world series is good. Like you just, and you're not going to be a bad team. It was the boys of summer Dodgers. They were good. Like, yeah, exactly. That's, that's basically the entire hall of fame right there on that team. And it's like, you don't allow a base runner. That's nuts to me. Just like, I, I, it'll happen again. I'm sure because baseball, but it might not happen again for a long, long time. Yes. You guys that want was... Don Larson's 1956 stat line? There's, he was like an average pitcher, right? Yeah. 38 yeah. games, 20 starts, 180 innings, 5.36 K9, 4.81 walks per nine. And somehow that's a 3.26 ERA. Hey, not too bad. A 1-to-1 K to strike out to walk. I mean, that ERA then was probably like Jesus. Like, uh, you suck. Like DFA him, you know? Uh-huh. Like a 3 ERA back then, but. I don't know. To me, I always found that to be, like, a, a really amazing feat. Just, like, could you imagine, like, Bartolo Colon throwing a fucking perfect game in Well, Bartolo Colon did hit a <laughs> home run, so. Like, like, if, or, like, Dylan G throwing a perfect game in the playoff. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, we would be, ne- we would never stop talking about it. And because it happened so long ago, and it's Don Larson and the Yankees who always won, like, no one really cares. But, I don't know. I find it super wild. That I agree. I agree with all of that, and I would have put that as my my extent, but then I was thinking about it, and I was like, all right, well, these are all individual single plays, like one WPA instance or whatever. So 
I'm trying now. I tried then to like just okay, ignore the rest of the game, like as much as I can, and just focus on that one last banner. And supposedly it was a very generous call by the umpire because he wanted to officiate the only perfect game in World Series history. So that kind of made me like, yeah. Look, at least I'm not on here being like the Willie Mace catch is overrated, which is a popular narrative. But what? Yeah, you've never heard that before. Google that no. sentence, and it'll be all over. People are like, that catch was all right. And I'm People like, people right. know what the polo grounds looked like, right? I don't think they do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's precisely why I think it's so incredible. Is it's like something it that might be the never happened now. It might be the best play of all time because we don't do things fun. like play baseball in old polo stadiums anymore. <laughs> yeah. I found an, a Reddit thread on our baseball after Googling this from 2017. It has zero upvotes and how oh, many good. comments? Like, well, but one, but it's like in articles comments. and stuff too. Like people will be like the most overrated sports plays in history or whatever, and sometimes that pops up because the, I don't know. The top comment stickied by a mod is, "Should I ban this guy?" <laughs> yes, mod. Yes, you should. Ban immediately. Right to jail. I mean, I don't know. That might be the best defensive play of all time. Like, if we're going to go to the other side, because what the hell, man? Like, to track the ball over your head like that and where it was hit, that's like a home run in literally every other stadium that's ever existed in the sport. I think that's that's up there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That people don't know, like, what the polo ground looked like is that's going to make people like, oh, yeah, whatever. It wasn't that impressive. Like, Nah. <laughs> yeah, the polo grounds was hilarious. I think they should bring back to bring it back. Get retro and stadium like that. That would be the, the Mets are going to make the polo grounds and just <laughs> build a team entirely designed to be good there. I love those like two hundred and ten foot home runs down the line over the overhang. They just they, they just get a bunch of speedy gap hitters and tell them to hit inside the park home runs every time they oh get up. Oh my god! Imagine imagine Jose Reyes in the polo grounds. <laughs> Billy Hamilton. Oh my god! Billy Hamilton didn't have the pop to get it into the alley though. Yeah, that's true. He'd just end up hitting a lot of singles. I'm trying to think who the best current player who would be good at the polo like it might be Starling Marte. Oh my god! Could you imagine? Um, this Mets team would be really good. Nimmo would hit a bunch of inside the park home runs. Mm-hmm. Would Lindor be, would hit a uh, hit a few. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, they're gonna need to, you know, uh, given everything with the lockout, they're gonna have to kind of raise morale among fans and bring people back to the game after all this. So, what a better way than to make wacky retro kind of stadiums? The actual answer is probably Trey Turner. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Really one, yeah. That'd be fucking disgusting. I would just get. I would prioritize center field defense to the point where I don't care if he can't hit. Just please be able to <laughs> run in center field. <laughs> Eric Young Jr. Eric Young Jr. would lead the league in home runs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like prime, prime EYJ, where he was just like running all over the place. <laughs> good times. Good times. All right, well, uh, about two weeks ago or so, at the end of the show, we got on a little bit of a tangent about Orioles catcher Jacob Nottingham and how, in a in a better reality in ours, he's actually Jacob Handlebar Nottingham, a Brooklyn Super Buzz superstar, enshrined to the Hall of Fame thanks to a 380 slugging percentage, uh, 20 ISO, <laughs> excellent. Both led the league, both led the league by a 
excellent barehanded defense, and of course, the best mustache this side of the Mississippi. So, this week, we are going to give our top 25 prospects some good baseball nicknames. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, avenues to go down. You can go with the kind of more modern, blazy, you know, uh, A-Rods and the M-Rams and the Ad-Rods and all that kind of stuff. We can go down the avenue of old-timey nicknames like Handlebar Nottingham and High Pockets Kelly and Three Finger Brown, you know, obviously a lot of good ones. And then, of course, uh, Spanish players have a lot of nicknames that are just some sort of phrase or whatever uh, in Spanish. But since it's another language, obviously it sounds cool because we speak English. So we have 25 players. We'll just go down, you know, our prospect list, one through 25. Obviously, since there's an odd number, 25 is an odd number, we will all do our number one prospect, Francisco Alvarez. So, who wants to share their nickname for Alvarez? Can I admit that I didn't come up with a – before, because I, I don't want to follow Ken's. Ken's is good. Oh, uh, I, I don't do want to – Do I know if mine is good? No. <laughs> Ken, Ken thinks he's good, and I know mine sucks. I want to get mine out of the way first. Okay, go ahead. Complete. So, I was watching some uh, – what is it, NBA Live on TNT, and I'm like, hmm – Francisco Alvarez is pretty short and um, um, let's go with bulky. I wanted to come up with like round mound of something, and I never got there. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't figure out the third word. I'm Francisco, sorry. the round mound Alvarez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's not bad, actually. I mean, because Charles Barkley was the round mound of rebound. I'm like, hmm, round mound of ground. That doesn't make any sense. So. Someone out there, tweet us a, be- a finish to that name. <laughs> I mean, that, works, me. <laughs> that works as it is. That's pretty good, I think. All right, Ken. I mean, yours has been hyped now, so what? what is yours? Yeah, I really want to know what Ken's is. Mine is the Oompa Loompa. <laughs> he um, has always, his physique has always reminded me of the uh, classic Wonka character. Oh uh, and Oompa instead of Oompa because he hits the ball with a lot of Oompa. <laughs> yeah, that is a good only one. only one that I think will get a good reaction. <laughs> that is a good one. Oh my god, we can... Shut it down. Podcast yeah, three, is yeah, you don't even have to really keep going. Fucking <laughs> hell. Oompa Loompa. Oompa Loompa. That's that going to is... fit. That's going to happen. We're going to oh, make that yes. happen if he's good, Ken. We need to make that happen. Oh, that my really God. Good. God damn. If he ends up good, we have to make it happen. Oof. I, 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 don't even, I can't even follow that. I feel... Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Well, I was going to say that he is El Eligido, the chosen one, that he's supposed to lead the Mets and hopefully not leave them in darkness, but like other prospects have, but we'll see. Oh, that's so funny. Ken. Oh, that's a good one too, Steve, but it don't even matter. Yeah. No, like, I don't yeah. even care. Like, I'm, I'm, just glad gonna, I, I'm glad I went first. Look at this. Look at this right now. Highlight, backspace, goodbye. That's just <laughs> not even worth keeping. Always good to tell your audience to look at this in an audio media. <laughs> <laughs> they could hear the click. 
Uh huh. They could feel my shame. Oh boy. Thomas, what did you have? I it was like join. so. So I went for a lot of these. I went like really old school. Like all right, that's good. That's good. Like you know how they had like ridiculous names. They'd be like. Like the 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 sunshine boy because he had like blonde hair and dumb stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I went with the wheelbarrow because the he's, wheelbarrow. I like that. Actually, That's a good one because he's like short and stout, and I feel like they'd be like a big blue collar worker type vibe because that is like a very Mets thing that they like fans are not like the Yankee fans who are like the the Heidi toity New Yorkers. That's like mm-hmm. kind of the vibe of the New York Mets. I always felt. So I feel like that would be a good one to fit the fan base and also him. That would be a very good one, but unfortunately... Yeah, it just it doesn't even matter. Oompa like, sorry. <laughs> Since you said he's short and stout, you could have gone with the teapot, too. Ooh, that would have been a good one. Or he could be the teapot dome. <laughs> there we go. Get an historical up in here. <laughs> if they trade him, it will be a scandal. Yes, yes. Oh, oh man. All right. Next up on our list was number two, Brett Beatty. And Lucas, you had Brett Beatty. I did? Yes, you did. Uh Uh-oh. Did I not copy my whole list? Uh Uh-oh. Uh... Brett Beatty will go on as the man with no name, Brett Beatty. You know what I just realized I did, Steve? Mm Mm-hmm. I copied your list instead of mine. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, no. All right. Well, come back this to me on This is the Beatty. most lockout podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. This, that's a shame because I had some good ones for yours. But all right. I'm going to do this on the fly. Come back to me. I'll, I'll, I'll get this eventually. All right. So we'll Lucas, just give anyone. Ping, ping the rest of yours into the, the chat. We'll, we'll crowdsource it. Oh, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> how did I do that? I don't know how that happened. It happens. It happens. Well, does anybody have anything for Batty? Beatty? Uh, nope, I, I do not. I mean, well, he's Texan. He's kind of dopey looking. No offense if he's listening. Don't hurt me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Odd Brett Beatty. <laughs> big fan. Um, he hits home runs very far. He hits fly balls very far. He hits too many balls on the ground. Uh, well, the thing though, there's no like personality to him yet. Like, yeah, that's yeah. a thing. Like, he's that's just a big derp. Yeah, exactly. Big he's just a big baseball. Let's that just works. call him the big derp. The big and derp. Move on. The big derp. I'm fine. I honestly like it. I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, Frank Thomas is the big hurt, so <laughs> he is the big derp. Excellent. Excellent. Wow, Ken, you are two for two. Ken, Ken being a savant at nicknames. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who you will not be thinking that through the rest of my contributions. <clears throat> All right, number three is Ronnie Mauricio. So that was mine. Well, Lucas, what do you have for Ronnie Mauricio? I called him Bird Box because Bird that's Box. his approach at the full plate. He's practically wearing a blindfold. Mm. Oh, jeez. That's... A reference to the um, the Sandra Bullock film, correct? Yes, correct. Okay, that is one of the weaker ones I had, I admit, but I I thought it was in line with my, you know, typical takes on this pod. <laughs> um, so for Ryan Mauricio, he is La Ballena Blanca, the white whale. 
because shortstops with all five tools, you know, they are the white whales, and we are prospect watchers always searching for them and obsessed for them, and we go crazy for them, and they never reach the 90th percentile outcome, and we always sink and die on the ship like Captain Ahab. Oof, too real. That yeah, got that got dark quick. Um, number four. Who had number four? Mark Vientos. And that goes to Ken. Uh, Mark Vientos is the persistent wind, because <laughs> as you pointed out in the chat, uh, Viento is Spanish for wind, and Mark Vientos does not start quickly, but uh, persists as the season gets longer. <laughs> And uh, let's just all move on. <laughs> all right. Talk about a strained metaphor here. Ah, uh, yes. At Ken's request, we will move on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, number five is Matthew Allen, and that is Thomas's. Okay, so Allen, with his, I would say, burst onto the prospect scene, would, for the Mets at least, would have quickly gained the name Pretty Boy because he was so young at the time. Mm. And. He was such, like, a hotshot pitcher with, like, his power pitching ways that I feel like people would immediately be, like, that, that That feels like a power pitcher nickname from, like, 1973, where, like, the dude, we don't even know if he's actually good, but you're like, you know what, yeah, that fits what he's about. And it so that's like, the first thing I thought of. It sounds like a power pitcher from 1973 and also sounds like a gangster from 1923. And, yeah, you know, Pretty, what? pretty, pretty Boy it. Allen. Either way, Pretty Boy Allen is soaring to the top of the Mets pitching charts. So I like I'm it. it. It's a good one. I like it, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Number six is JT Ginn. Um that was Lucas's, so we will we will come this back. This is no that. this one's a layup. I'm going gin and tonic. Easy. Okay. Very good. Not gin and juice? I thought about gin so my actual favorite gin drink is a gin Ricky, but that doesn't work as a nickname. Gin and tonic is just better. Like gin and tonic. Fair. There. It works. Gin, good good spirit. Like gin. Like gin more than I like the prospect JT Gin. <laughs> All right, number seven is Cully Lee, and that one goes to Thomas. This one was tough. Because like I don't know who who like the magician, but that you can't do that because that's been done a million times and mm-hmm. like he's not that good of a defender. But like the first thing I thought of was like how everyone gets Mr. Nicknames when they're good at, like, one thing, like Mr. October or stuff like that. I thought Mr. Patience, because that dude just walks like you wouldn't Mm. believe. And so, like, he really does play like that, too, with, like, the way he would, like, take pitches and stuff early in at-bats, like we talked about when we talked about him. So, like, he just plays the game that way, kind of, and I feel like his defense is kind of like that, too. So I feel like it's a fun one for him. And if he's good, that would be, like, a fun thing to be like, oh, look how patient he is, like a Nimmo type thing. But his his nickname would be like Smiley Boy or some shit like that. <laughs> Smiley Boy Nemo. Prayers up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number eight is Nick Plummer, which was supposed to be Lucas. Uh, I'm again going for the layup because yeah, it's just Nick. the plumber. He is oh, the course, plumber. The plumber. Nick yeah. the plumber, plumber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like at least among the ones I've had here, these are two layups. This, right, this is for true. Steve, but that is absolutely a 1980s WWF yes. cover. Yep, yep. That's yes. why I said the it like plumber. that. <laughs> Nick, the plumber of plumber. 
And he, he he loses to Hulk Hogan in like five minutes on Saturday night he or whatever it was called. Five minutes? That's longer than I would have thought. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Like one yeah. minute. <laughs> Does the job, brother. All right. Um, number nine. That was mine. Alexander Ramirez. <clears throat> this one is a little esoteric here. My nickname for Alexander Ramirez is 691267. Is that his MLB ID so that you know which one he is? Exactly. (laughs) You want to hear mine, Steve, because it's a similar vein? Mm. You know how when they do the football intros on Sunday Night Football, the guys say, like, the Ohio State University or whatever? Well, Alexander Ramirez is the Alexander Ramirez. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, for anyone that doesn't, doesn't know what we're talking about, the Angels have a prospect, Alexander Ramirez, 682643. Who is also a toolsy 19-year-old Dominican outfielder who played in able and overall had a pretty good showing for himself, except for striking out a little bit too much. Sounds very familiar. So, whenever you want to seen them in the same room, and it's very true. I mean, two little different coasts. He can be teleporting back and forth, and who would know? Mm-hmm. That's an angel sharing a prospect, and like no one knows. <laughs> that is like a me- a scheme I could see the Mets and Angels hatching. <laughs> yep. Only so cheap. Like, what if, what if, what if, guys, we just shared him? He played for both teams, and nobody yeah. knew. We <laughs> each pay him half. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He goes on the Mets IL, he comes off the Angels IL, and no one ever realized. <laughs> like, no one looks he has to enough. wear glasses in one locale. Uh-huh. Get him the Bobby <laughs> Valentine fake mustache when he's playing for the Mets. Mm-hmm. He's actually a switch hitter, but one place he bats right-handed, <laughs> one place he bats left-handed all the time. Oh, now that's good. That's good. And they're just like, look, he's one's right-handed and one's left-handed. I don't know what you want from me, guys. It's a different person. That, that again, that would be a scheme only the Mets and the Angels can. I could see happening. It's also a scheme from like 1930s, like the Philadelphia Phillies, and did that or some shit. Like, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, the fucking like Boston Browns or yeah. <laughs> Some team that was like <laughs> that won ten games. They're just like, nah. He plays for both of them. Just we rent them sometimes. Who cares? It's no. There's no laws in these baseball streets out here back then. That would happen in the Picos League nowadays. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, all right. Um, yeah. So he was. What was he? He was number nine. So number ten on our list now is. Jalen Palmer, and that goes to Ken. Uh, nothing really sticking out to me, so I just went the flushing freak. I like it. Flushing freakish freak. athleticism and oh, yeah. local origins to the uh, flushing area. No, that would be a thing if he ended up in Queens. He'd have yeah, some, I, I actually like, quite like that. He's from Canarsie, not flushing. I hate yeah. that. Thing. Okay, okay, the Canarsie killer. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. I don't know where, like, because he went to Holy he Cross. Was, he was born. Yeah, he went to school in Queens, right? Yeah. yeah. So I hate that people are just like, yes, he's from Queens. No, goddammit, he's fucking Brooklyn. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's uh-huh. ours. Uh-huh. Please, baseball gods, just teach him how to hit a little bit. Yeah, please. Yes, that would be nice. Um, Number 11 now, Hayden Singer. Lucas. I'm disappointed with my solution for this one. All I've got is Haymaker. That's what I could come up with on the spot. I got nothing. Haymaker Singer. Listen, I'm, that's 
this yeah. is you're doing exemplary for all these things off the top of your head. So there's got to be something better there. Like if you had more power, I'd be okay with. Hey, if it, yeah, he hey, was more, be one if he right, 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 right. If he was like the um, power and defense catcher, but he's not really that. His power isn't great, so I don't know that that works. That makes it ironic. Like, the kids nowadays like irony, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Shit. If I come up with something better before the end of the pod, I will share it. Exactly. There you go. <clears throat> um. Next up is number 12, and who is that? That is... Um... Oh, it's me. Calvin Ziegler. Calvin Ziegler is the Amish ace. <laughs> I like that one. And I did a little I was looking at it. so he's from Heidelberg, Canada, Ontario, Canada, and that was actually settled by the Pennsylvania Dutch in the early eighteen hundreds and it still is like the home of all of the Dutch uh, uh excuse me, all the Amish and all the Mennonites in Canada. And obviously his last name is Ziegler, it's very much uh Pennsylvania Dutch name, last name, so I'm assuming he himself is not Amish or Mennonite, but he probably has some ancestors who were, based on mm-hmm. the name and the location and everything. So he's the Amish ace. That's that my means... much more depressing name for him. Oh, sure. Not Kumar Rocker. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what? I think we should go to break right there. Uh, maybe maybe we'll have some good vibes on the other let's, side. Let's just fold it on that. <laughs> All right. That's, that's, hopefully we have some better vibes on the other side of this commercial here. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right. We are back. Um, I burned some sage. We have cast out all the evil spirits. Lucas is banned. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, Sheesh. So yes, <clears throat> we will we will continue our uh, nickname-a-thon here with prospect number thirteen, and that was Eric Orzi, and that is Thomas's. This one was tough. So just because like it's a it's a reliever, and I was trying to think, and I was like, relievers usually usually uh, usually ooze like confidence, and I don't want to give the man the nickname Uzi. Mm-hmm. Because Uzi Orzi, it's too close. <laughs> but that was the best thing that I came up with for him because he oozes confidence, and Uzi it's horrible. Orzi. It's very bad. But I like 
at least one of the other ones that I have left, so I'm okay with this one being bad. I I sacrificed for the greater good because I really like mm-hmm. one of the other ones. Well, that's, that's understandable. <clears throat> All right, uh, number 14 now is mine, Jake Mangum. Well, also Lucas's. Mm. What do you have for Jake Mangum? Dr. Mantis Toboggan. And okay. Any, any uh, Sunny fans will understand where I'm going with that. Mantis. Mantis Toboggan. I've got my Magnum Dawn. Anyway. <laughs> well, I don't, I, don't, I don't get it, so. Don't worry about it, Steve. Okay. We'll, we'll I heard, tell you when you're older. I heard you kind of muttering Magnum, Magnum, Magnum Dong, and I just don't want to. Uh-huh. So I guess I'm better off not knowing. Um, I kind of went old, old Tommy with him, and he is Gentleman Jake Mangum. Oh, that's a good one. Because mm. I think that he's, I mean, honestly, reading a little bit more up on on him, like he definitely is like a super standard guy. I didn't realize this until like yesterday when I was looking it up, but he had an athletic scholarship that he willingly gave up. Because he's, he, quote, I was fortunate enough to be from a family where we could afford my college. My mother and my father agreed to it, and I agreed to it because we thought the money could be used for another player. That is some fucking... He's the leader of men, that Jake man. That is, yeah. He, that he is, really is. Yeah. Every every time I hear a story, like, Jake Mangum is a prospect, a prospect profile I really don't like. And every time I hear a story about him, I like him more. You yeah, know, I, like you know the, the the term your your rapper's favorite rapper, your, your uh-huh, wrestler's yeah. favorite. He is your ball player's favorite ball player by far. I, I buy it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would I would absolutely buy him being super popular. Amongst and he took a blowtorch to the NCAA on his way out the door. So yep, of course. And again, another stand up thing. He he was he was calling for the NCAA to pay. I got their, drafted, their so fuck you guys. Basically, you suck. yeah, basically. <clears throat> Crazy. All right, um, fifteen now is Adam Aller, who is a Lucas pick. I've got fucking nothing for this man. Uh, <laughs> we can we can come back. All I came up with something about oil. That's literally what I've written down in my text document right here. <laughs> oil. Oil, oil can, Aller. but he's tall, isn't he? So that doesn't really work. I, yeah, I got nothing. This is my fault for copying the wrong list this morning, and I'm sorry. Hey, it happens, it happens. Yeah, he's 6'4". I can't call him oil can. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> All right, uh, 16 then is Dominic Hamill, and that one is mine and or Lucas's. Who do you have? What do you have for Dominic Hamill? That's the guy I had nothing for. Nothing. Ah, okay. Um, well, based on like what we were talking about last week with all of his spin rates and everything, Dominic Hamill is Spin Doctor D. <laughs> spin Doctor, I like it. Spin Doctor D. That's so. That's quite good, actually. Um, seventeen. That is <clears throat> Jose Budo, and that is Ken. Uh, I thought of this a little while ago, and it's just made me smile, other than having nothing to do with anything, but Buta the Loom. Ah. (laughs) Get him a sponsorship. Mm. All right, well, Buta the Loom. Oh, God, Boots, though. 
The Mets and Boots do not have a good relationship. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Walking Ray Ramirez, Ray Ramirez is gone. He can't <laughs> hurt you anymore. The trauma never goes away. Um, speaking of walking away, number 18 is Joshua Walker. And <clears throat> that is Thomas's. So this one, I don't – I think it's it's good. It's basic because he's so tall and he's left-handed that I just went with the lanky lefty, but he's also 214 pounds. So, like, he's not really lanky, but also, like, it's hard to get a, a funny nickname out of, like, a tall, crafty lefty. And so I just went with, like, the lanky lefty because I feel like that's something he, that would actually stick and something people would call him, even though he's not really lanky. People would just kind of let that go. <laughs> to give him a, yeah, so it's just kind of like a uh, – it's a – Fun little boring one. My next one is the one that I'm looking forward to because I actually, like, thought about it. Oh, shit. When you think about it and you put your mind to it, accomplish anything. Number 19. That is... Who is 19? Mine. Yes, that is Thomas the Pucky. Yep. He is Tommy Zlingshot. S C L. That is that is that is good. I thought you might go like Alphabet 2.0, uh, calling back to Mark Shipsinski or whatever the hell his name was. Oh yeah, Repsinski. Scrabble's a good one for him. Yeah. <laughs> I like sling, slingshot. Slingshot like, though, that's that's good. Shot, like yeah, that's because good. obviously the S Z, and then also his his pitching motion is very slingy. It's very slingshotty, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, here we go. Here's 20, Brian McTwire. Okay, so got, Thomas. for this one, oh boy. imagine if he got transported back in time. <laughs> and okay. he, kept, he kept all the, like, we're talking like 1930s, right? Okay. And he kept all of his current arm talent, so he throws like 97, and he has like the big curveball. And they're like, oh, this ball comes in like a meteor. And they're like, oh, that's perfect. The I'm leaving, meteor Thomas. Lawyer. I'm leaving. And, and that's... <laughs> <laughs> but that's what would happen, so... Exactly. That's the perfect, like, old nickname for a guy who threw hard and had a big breaker. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, it comes in, like, as fast as and hard as a meteor. What do, what do we call him? And then he's just the meteor. And then he goes to win eight Cy Youngs. Because, I guess, it, yeah, it's the Cy Young at that point. He goes to win all of them in a row. Well, back in that was back in the day when the curveball didn't actually exist. It was like exactly illusion. he invented it. <laughs> exactly. they, they, just, they just call it the meteor. It just like changes the entire. Uh, it's like you know when you go back in time and you mess everything up, and then it changes the future. Everyone just starts calling them the meteors, like those pitches. What if he goes too far back in time to when the curveball was an illegal pitch? Then he gets burned at the stake like a witch. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, that works too. Oh no! Then he's the magician. Then he's the magician. Uh, ah, the magician Maguire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, twenty-one now is Junior Santos, and Junior Santos goes to Ken. He is El Segundo Mas Larga, <laughs> <laughs> the tall junior. <laughs> <laughs> That is very true. <laughs> that is literal. Now that's yeah. a nickname. Yeah, Ken is fucking killing these, man. That really is. It helps if you have no shame. 
He is uh, Muy Largo. He is uh, El Segundo. It all works. Oh, boy. Can't argue with that. Um, 22 now. Travis Blankenhorn, which was Lucas's. All right, so stick, because I, I actually had a nickname for him because I owned him in my very complicated fantasy league. I really want Travis Blankenhorn to be a successful reserve infielder who's a late-inning power bat off the bench. So I dug into Norse mythology, and I came up with the Gallerhorn. Whoa. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. That's what Heimdall blows at the end of time to signify the final battle. So when Blankenhorn walks up to the plate in the ninth inning and you need a double to win the game, you're blowing the Gallerhorn. That's... That's such a good nickname for our closer, too. I had the same thought, and I couldn't find anyone to stick it on. Yeah, this makes <laughs> it, it, you need the horn part. So mm-hmm. all he needs to do is, for the podcast and content, convert to being a pitcher. And then I, become a hard, good one and supplant yeah. Edwin Diaz. And how hard could it be, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, he's just throwing a ball. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> number 23. That is... Thomas's that is Carlos Cortez. Oh, okay. So, you know how he when he was first coming up, he like he was kind of a weird prospect because like he played the infield and the outfield and did it with like two different hands and like all that crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's the handyman. Oh, the because, handyman. Because you could have put him, you could put him anywhere. <laughs> Lucas just dies. <laughs> disappointment. You could put him anywhere back then. Like they they don't really do that anymore. You could put him anywhere and. Like he he's able to like use both of his extremities in different ways, so he's the handyman. It's simple. It works. And if like he makes it, he'd be a utility guy. He wouldn't be a starter. So he would be fixing the holes in the in the lineup as the handyman. It works. That's all that matters. <clears throat> good one. It'd be better if he was actually a good defender. Oh yeah, it would be perfect if he was. I mean, if he was, then he would actually have some value. So. Yep. Then I'd be calling him the handyman in the prospect reports and having people like, who the hell is the handyman? Uh, exactly. You just got to figure it out. <laughs> Someone <laughs> you figure it out. <laughs> just link to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. All right. Um, 24. Who is 24? Levi uh, David. Is, yes, Levi David. Lucas, what do you have for Levi David? <sighs> I was so happy with this one, too. He throws a curveball. His name is Levi David. Curve your enthusiasm. Oh, okay. I I had a similar vein. He is Jewish, most likely, and he has the curveball. He is the probably sixth or seventh incarnation of the Hebrew hammer. There you go. That might be the first pitcher one, though. Yes, that actually, you know, someone that is possibly of Hebrew origin and actually has a hammer. Because the other ones are Hank Greenberg, Al Rosen. I think sometimes they called Ryan Braun, but I don't think that really stuck. But obviously all positions. All that, yeah. Anytime we have these discussions about Jewish baseball players, the only thing I can think of is that scene from Airplane. Do you have anything <laughs> light? You know, this pamphlet, Jewish sports stars. <laughs> anyway. Oh, Lucas is going to get us canceled. Again? Again. God damn it. <laughs> Although at this point, maybe it's putting us out of our misery, so it might be better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Can you tell we miss baseball fans? 
Last but not least is number 25, Robert Dominguez. Ken, that's all you. The Dominguinator. <laughs> the Dominguinator. <laughs> it works. It, it yep. flows. No, it, no logic, no nothing. Just... Dominguinator. I'm here to Dominguinate you. <laughs> what does that mean? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't think too hard about it. You, you, you I feel like that's more than I did coming up. I feel it. like that's one of those nicknames that would just happen, and everyone's like, "Yeah, you okay. Dominguinator," and no one ever asks why. Uh huh. Like, yeah, come on. I mean, that's what he, you know, he Dominguinates. Like, what do you want from him? We really now... should have gone bottom to top because, holy shit, nothing was as good as Oompa Loompa. Yeah, no, like, we just should have just basically, I'm just going to erase all this, and it's just going to be, like, 40 minutes of silence. <laughs> we all have to think about how bad we did after Ken just nailed it from the literal start. Oompa Loompa. <laughs> This is going to be one of those things that you think about in the middle of a meeting or, like, at your desk at work, and you just start giggling to yourself, and everyone around you looks at you like you're fucking insane, and they're like, what are you laughing at? And you can only say, (laughs) Yeah. He's going to make it in a few years, and all of us are going to be like, it's him! And everyone's everyone's going to be like, okay, what are you talking about? I'm going to be writing a recap headline and title it Oompa Loompa, (laughs) and Brian's going to edit it and be like, what the fuck is this? What does this mean? See, that's why we're getting in the ground floor now. We're giving (laughs) the nicknames to all these guys. So that way, you know. You know, in like... Five years, maybe, there could be a Dominguinator Oompha Loompha battery. Oh, no. <laughs> Think about it. It's possible. I don't want to. It is possible. And then Travis Lankenhorn, who converted into a closer at the age of, like, 30. is. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to spend the rest of my, like, baseball fan life hoping for a Scandinavian or German closer of some, <laughs> yeah, horn, right? some form so I can bust out this nickname again. Do you have Alvarez on your fantasy team, anyone? I do not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there goes, you know, naming your fantasy team. <laughs> you could always pick up Dominguez. I'm sure he's available. Uh, he almost certainly is. The Dominguez. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I mean, I wish the lockout was over. This is the kind of content that uh, we're going to be getting. And there's literally no baseball. Yeah. Rob Manfred, we will continue to send these podcasts to you until you acquiesce to the players' demands. Exactly. So everyone out there, I know that you. I mean, if you're still listening, which if you are, you are amazing people. I mean, you should have probably hung up as soon as Umfalumfa came out of Ken's mouth. <laughs> if you're still we listening, have to though. Stop. <laughs> If you're still listening, though, again, God bless you, and and complain to Rob Bamford, because next week, you know, we can reach into even deeper levels of the dark psyche that is yeah. contained within all of us, and you're probably not going to like that. This is extremely his fault and his fault alone. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Also, like, Chris and Brian partially for giving us this ability to spout this nonsense. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They, they, mainly, they spent so much time thinking about if they could. They didn't stop to think <laughs> if they should. And here we are. Exactly. 
Well, um, yeah, so if anyone has any questions, I mean, I'm sh- if you have questions about this, don't don't send us questions about this because <laughs> we really can't justify any of it. But if you have any comments, go ahead. Um, if you have any you. nicknames, also. Yeah, also, if you have ahead. your own nicknames, you can tweet us those. That'll be a good good tweet, or in the comment section, obviously. Um, email address from complex queens at gmail.com. Twitter is at Steve Seiper for me. El Vlahos343 <clears throat> for Lucas. Ken is Ken Lavin91. And Thomas is at said Met Season SZN. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Rate and review it. And of course, we thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week. And I don't know if you want that, but we will. <laughs> so until then, love the Mets. Love the Mets. <laughs>